Coming up today on Eagle Eyes on Tech, Microsoft buys Activision Blizzard, giving them a way out of their mess. Bobby Kotick, most likely out as CEO of Activision Blizzard. Intel invests $100 billion in a new chip fab based in the United States. And Twitter gives NFT profiles. All that and more coming today on Eagle Eyes on Tech. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, you know what's going to this, Eagle Eyes on Tech, I am Eagle Falcon. Nothing happened this week, don't worry about it. Th- this is an episode you can safely skip, uh, nothing happened this week, don't worry about it, uh, nothing major like a 69 nice billion dollar acquisition between uh, two gaming companies, uh, definitely nothing that's going to reshape the world of gaming at all, nothing like that happened, N- nothing major, of course a ton happened. Holy cow. I did not see it coming. How many... uh, Who? Who had on their bingo card for Fate of Activision to get bought by Microsoft? I figured with how damaged they were, they would not survive long enough to even be in acquisition talks. And I think everyone else who actually knew what was going on Was just gonna. It's just gonna turn out that way. So we'll get into more details about the Activision Blizzard acquisition later on in the episode. I wanted to actually get a guest on to talk with it, like we did uh, when the whole Activision Blizzard thing really started getting to a head. But unfortunately, real life uh, decided that punching me in the gut was a good thing. And thus, uh, here we are. Speaking of punching me in the gut, to anyone who has a free G Suite account, um, Google wants to punch you straight in the gut to tell you to pay up or lose it all. So during the years of 2006 and 2012, you could get a G3 account, which if you ask me what the heck that is, I couldn't tell you. And you could get it for free, but you could also pay for extended services. Well, now if you want to keep it, you got to pay for it. Now, here's the thing. All right. This is an awkward situation. There's no other way to say it. But honestly, any sort of company should take a lesson from MMOs in this. You want to know why most MMOs start subscription-based and then go pay or uh, free-to-play? I was about to say pay-to-win, but that's, that's a few steps further down. They do it because it's easier to lower the price than increase it. It is super, super easy to go from pay to play than to go to free to play.
so here we are. Pretty much mafia style, pay up or lose the account. Not really all that important, but it's still something that uh, you should still know about. When other people try to tell you that it never happens. No one has ever offered anything for free and then demanded you pay more later. In a related story, Netflix is going to be increasing rates. I, I know I actually have a story about Netflix increasing their, their uh, rates somewhere in my stack of stuff. And I'm actually now honestly not sure where the heck it is. Oh, here it is. There we go. Netflix increasing the, the prices, raises prices in U.S. Can, can, I was about to say Canada. Canada. Oh, no, just U.S. and Canada. And the stock price went up the basic plan went from one dollar to ten dollars the standard plan which is what most people got is going from fourteen dollars to fifteen fifty and the premium plan is going from seventeen ninety nine to nineteen ninety nine And they called me mad for host for having my own personal cloud. Well, who's laughing now? All right, still, still you, still you. But yeah, not 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 a fan, especially as Netflix's library just continues to just casually and randomly shrink and sometimes grow. Maybe it's just me, but it just seems like Netflix gets less and less and less appealing. And then suddenly Squid Games. It was just always that like one independent thing they they tried to make. Out of like 50. And just like one pops off. Whether it be like a House of Cards or an Orange the New Black or a Squid Game. I'm sure there's like a handful of other Netflix originals that actually got pretty popular. But those are the first three that pop in my head. Heck, I almost forgot about Netflix until Squid Game came around. Then also, the other question I have to ask, since we actually have a chat here right now. Am I the only one who was disappointed in Squid Game? In all, in in my defense, the concept of Squid Game, which I'm not going to talk about here, the concept was pitched to me first. And then on top of that, for those who don't know what I do on stream, I played through and voice acted all three of the major Danganronpa games, which are high school murder mystery visual novels with barely a little bit of game in, but are also like way over the top. So I'm not sure if my history with Danganronpa just desensitized me for uh, what to expect from Squid Game.
Ah, well, it is what it is. You know what you can trust, though? Crypto. Crypto is always safe, right? Cryptocurrency is the way of the future. It is infallible. It's it's the easiest way to go ahead and pay. Cryptocurrency is the future. Except that uh, Crypto.com suffered a $15 million Ethereum hack. But it's telling everyone, don't worry, it's all safe now. Even though behind the scenes, they just ate it. They basically just from their own pocket paid for the $15 million worth of Ethereum to everyone who got their Ethereum stolen from their wallets, which would have been, which honestly what they should have done was waited a week and then done that. And then they could have paid 15% less. Someone in chat says you can now buy crypto at your local gas station. A few of them where I live, there's a crypto ATM. Every day we step closer and closer to a dystopian apocalypse-based future where the only thing that matters is how many stupid frickin' ape pictures you claim you own but don't actually own. The future is a dystopian place. Never forget. Never forget. I actually have heard about these kind of uh, Bitcoin ATMs. Uh, my be, Living in the Midwest myself, uh, we're one of the last places to ever see that sort of thing. So I, I've known they've existed. I've never seen them. But also, I, I also kind of have to admit that... Um, yeah, I haven't really stepped in like in like downtown Milwaukee in like a, in like two years I, fe- I feel like I've lived in like isolation for like a decade That that is what 2020 has done to me for all I know I could be going into like the major malls and there's just like crypto ATMs everywhere and you just pay using like a USB stick with your crypto wallet on it for all I know. Someone in chat who lives in uh, Czechia, which I have most likely mispronounced in which I already apologize in advance. The the city they're in is it's actually pretty common to have crypto ATMs. Every casino specifically has a crypto ATM. I wonder if that's a way to circumvent a certain kind of gambling law. Because, like, for example, in Japan, I only know this because it's actually incredibly hilarious. There's strict rules against gambling. But pachinko parlors get around this by basically having 
by just saying you buy the ball bearings and then your payout with the pachinko machine is more ball bearings and then the building next door is where you exchange in those ball bearings for either cash or prizes depending on the parlor And the only reason they do, they have in a separate building is just to circumvent gambling gambling laws. Whoops. Man, maybe I'm just like way too cash conscious. Maybe it's just because uh, the cost of living here in the Midwest is uh, is kind of low enough. That being conscious of where where a dollar or two goes can really actually help out. Maybe. But man, I could not think about holding like a significant amount of cryptocurrency for anything other than just like memes. Although speaking of memes, for those who are unaware, and I should just disclose this, I do own some cryptocurrency. I initially invested about $100. It went up all the way up to about 180 and uh, there was a drop. Right now, as of this time, I currently have $74 in cryptocurrency. There was a massive, underline massive drop over this week. 19.2% drop in Bitcoin prices. Ethereum over this last week dropped by 28.3%. Dogecoin lost... 29% and I don't know if you want more than that go look it up yourself those are like the only three people most people care about Ethereum of course being the big one that people care about Someone either, well, someone had to sell big on Bitcoin. The thing is, is that there was no pop-up. I do think there was some big sell-offs after uh, Crypto.com had this hack. And the article I have up right now says 15 million, but there's some other people that said that uh, it actually went up to 30 million. In fact, actually, let me go quickly, go ahead and and confirm this. Oh, yep, sure enough. I, I, I was in fact correct. Had 30 million stolen by hackers. 
4,838 Ethereum coins and 443 Bitcoins were taken in the hack. You know what probably happened? The hackers probably just cashed out. And that probably triggered the drop. And then people saw saw the drop that happened from, from there doing their big sell-off. They most likely didn't get 30 million. They probably got like 20. Just between transaction fees and uh, what the price was at the time they sold. Well, you're selling that amount. You can only sell so much at a time. And while that's being sold, you know. Because the thing is with selling uh, cryptocurrency, you need to find a buyer. Someone has to be willing to buy it. So it's not like you can sell 4,836 Ethereum. You're using software that's just selling it in like two Ethereum chunks very rapidly. But as you're doing that, the price of it goes down and down and down and down and down. That is also why I laugh at every single crypto junkie that says I have freaking 5 million in Bitcoin. Yeah. Good luck finding a buyer. But of course, that is child's play. Compared to this hack back in 2011, where North Korean hackers funded the entire glorious, not flawed Republic of Korea. That totally is everything's fine. Why do you ask? And got them $400 million in Ethereum. Unhackable, by the way. Crypto is the future, by the way. Totally stable currency and never, ever used for any kind of criminal enterprises, by the way. Just saying. All right, is that enough crypto talk for right now? I think that's enough crypto talk for right this second. We'll get into more later on. Safari and iOS users, however, um, you might want to go ahead and uh, update your systems. Because there's an exploit found on macOS and iOS that can allow your browsing activity to be skimmed in real time. Now you might be thinking, all right, fine, what, who, who cares? 
Amazon and Facebook already know what I what I do in real time. Oh no 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 no! You don't understand. Knowing what you browse is one thing, but this is browsing your exact activity. This means this has the potential to steal tokens. But I don't have any NFTs to be stolen. No, not those those tokens. Your authentication tokens. You know, the things that are sent to the website when you go ahead and sign in. Yeah, that could be a serious, serious problem. Now, granted, those sort of tokens are normally encrypted using some form of web encryption, usually HTTPS. But because it is a Safari and iOS bug and Apple is always so transparent about their bugs, JK, they're not, you have to go under the assumption that this could break browsing encryption. And that it would be very, very easy to skim usernames and passwords. Whee! Isn't that great? <sighs> yeah, be ready to update. Apple's not going to let this go for too much longer since, you know, they've been caught. How about some news for people across the pond? We talked for a while about Amazon planning to block Visa credit cards in the UK. And it seemed kind of odd that it was only in the UK. Well, fortunately, um, those plans have been put on hold. As Amazon returns to the negotiating table with whoever... I don't know whether it's Visa or the UK government or or some board or whatever it is. But don't worry. You might be able to use your Visa card in the UK on Amazon again soon, TM. At least we can hope. We're actually going to take our first break here. And when we come back, we have... Well the elephant in the room to talk about. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. All right. Everyone's heard of this by now, right? Everyone. This, this news, I'm not even kidding. I woke up and thought it was a fever dream. Because I woke up, went over to my phone to uh, to turn to turn on the radio for the day, and then saw my Twitter feed just blew up. One of which was from a tweet uh, from a streamer that I uh, moderate for, retweeting the announcement that. Microsoft has put in an offer, and I want to stress, 
an offer to buy Activision Blizzard for $68.7 billion, with a B, dollars. This is roughly for $95 per share in an all-cash deal. No stock options, no little rigmaroles to technically get up that number, just straight, cold, hard cash. I'll give Microsoft credit. It's a bold move. And more than likely, like, here's the thing to keep in mind with this. For this deal to be announced now, this had to have been in talks for at least a year. This means that Microsoft put an offer on the table discussing the details and then the scandals erupted. Microsoft and Microsoft wasn't scared away from the deal from the table with that news coming out and still made the deal happen. I guarantee you though the scandal definitely knocked off some money. I'm willing to bet it probably would have been a $100 billion transaction and then the scandals happened. But now what's impressive is your inability right now to get accurate information. Now, let's be perfectly clear about this. This deal is to acquire Activision and all companies under them. This includes Blizzard, this includes King Games, and this includes every other minor studio that that operates under Activision and all of their intellectual property. This includes Crash Bandicoot. This This includes Diablo. This includes Overwatch. This includes the Overwatch League, the entire esports league revolving around Overwatch. It's now theirs. It involves Call of Duty. It involves World of Warcraft. It involves the Warcrafts everyone forgot about. It includes Candy Crush. It includes Supercell, which is part of King Games. It includes other such cancerous mobile games, such as Clash of Clans, Crash Royale, Boom Beach, all of those that everyone hates, as well as StarCraft, and many, many other titles. Once the deal goes through, and I want to stress, once the deal goes through, those will all be Microsoft's. Now, I am going to read... The press release per Batum. And interject as I see fit. One thing to point out is one of the biggest questions everyone asked is what is the future of Bobby Kotick, the current CEO of Activision Blizzard? I'll just give you a spoiler right now. Everyone could have figured this out if they'd learned to read. 
if you heard blood curdling screams of frustration it was me in the middle of the freaking united states reading every single one of these actual journalists who can't read a press announcement So let's begin, shall we? The press announcement is from Microsoft, published on January 18th, 2022. With 3 billion people actively playing games today and fueled by a new generation steeped in in the joys of interactive entertainment, gaming is now the largest and fastest growing form of entertainment. Let me interject. A large part of that, let's be perfectly honest, is the fact that for the past year and a half, we've been unallowed to go and experience many other forms of entertainment. Also, TV sucks. The press announcement continues. Today, Microsoft TM announced announced plans to acquire Activision Blizzard Inc., a leader in game development and interactive entertainment content publisher. This acquisition will accelerate the growth in Microsoft's gaming business across mobile, PC, console, and cloud, and will provide building blocks for the metaverse. Let me interject. You've been seeing this a lot lately for a moment, for a while now. Every single gaming company is pushing for the metaverse, the metaverse, the metaverse, the metaverse. I have yet to hear anyone define what the heck a metaverse is. Because right now, until anyone defines what a metaverse is or what their vision of the metaverse is, all the metaverse is is a buzzword that Facebook invented to try and get people off their back and to try and create a VR space to justify their purchase of Oculus. That's it. Otherwise, I can make a better argument that there's already a metaverse in place. It's called Final Fantasy XIV. Or VR chat. Or Second Life. Or Neopets. I'm just saying some definitions bud tell me what a metaverse is besides a buzzword the announcement continues microsoft will acquire activision blizzard for 95 dollars per share in an all cash transaction valued at 68.7 billion inclusive of activision blizzard's net cash when the transaction closes Microsoft will become the world's third largest gaming company by revenue behind Tencent and Sony. Let me interject real quick. One thing I have heard a lot is saying Sony's finished, Sony's finished, Sony's finished, Sony's finished, Sony's finished. They're even acknowledging right in the press announcement they are still going to be behind Sony as far as revenue. Now, Sony's net value took a hit because speculation hitting what Sony has for the future. 
which that I can understand. But I mean, to say Sony's finished, you clearly don't understand what Sony all has going for them. The announcement continues. The planned acquisition includes iconic franchises from the Activision, Blizzard, and King Studios like Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Call of Duty, and Candy Crush. In addition to... I'm sorry, I had to shudder there for a second. In addition to global esports activities through Major League Gaming, the company has studios around the world with nearly 10,000 employees. Let me interject for a moment. I want you to pay very, very close attention to this next paragraph. All right. Pay attention. All right. The announcement continues. Bobby Kotick will continue to serve as CEO of Activision Blizzard. He, and he and his team will maintain their focus on driving efforts of further strengthen the company's culture and accelerate business growth. Once the deal closes, the Activision Blizzard business will report to Phil Spencer, CEO, Microsoft Gaming. All right, pop quiz. Who is going to be in control of Activision Blizzard? Because again, they say it right in the announcement. Bill Spencer will be in control of Activision, Activision Blizzard. Kotex days are numbered. It's blatantly obvious. The fact that everyone's wondering if Kotex can be around Everything you need to know is right there in that one paragraph. Activision Blizzard will not be operating autonomously like Bethesda does. Clearly, Microsoft has all the intent on taking over the management of Activision Blizzard, most likely because the current management of Activision Blizzard is uh, bad, to say the least. On top of that, Bobby Kotick has monetary incentives to bail as well, roughly to the tune of $300 million worth of a golden parachute if charts going around the internet are to be believed. In addition to the massive amount of money he'd make just in the buyout alone, Lord only knows how many shares of Activision Blizzard Bobby Kotick has 
that makes up the majority of his net worth, and they're about to be bought up at $95 a share. And keep in mind, that's in all cash. If the transaction was being done at $95 a share, both in cash and in Microsoft stock, then that would be a sign that Microsoft wants some of the old guard. It's all cash. That is a major detail in all this. This gives every single one of the weasels that went ahead and ran Activision Blizzard into the absolute hot garbage mess that it's in right now, all the incentive to GTFO, to just bail, to run and get out of there. And if they were smart, they will. Microsoft bought them out, and Microsoft also went ahead and made it very public that they were not, under any circumstances, happy with the situation that was developing at Blizzard. Microsoft's one of the first ones to come out. And considering the fact that at the time they went ahead and made that public, it's very obvious that the talks were already underway at that point. I mean, it's obvious now in hindsight. Now, the rest of it, we'll, we'll go into... To... Actually, you know what? No, we don't really care about the rest of it. The rest of it is just talking about how mobile is a, a, go- a good space to go into, yada, yada, yada. But as far as the deal goes... There is one thing that can get in the way. And that is this line right here. Microsoft will become the third largest gaming company by revenue. The Federal Trade Commission here in the U.S. or the FTC might not like the look of that. And it would not surprise me in the least if Activision Blizzard is aggressively suggested to sell off a chunk of itself to someone else to prevent a monopoly. This deal is going to take roughly a year and a half, possibly even two, to go through. And right now, the old guard is going to be so focused on making sure this deal goes through because they want to make sure they have as cushy a golden parachute as possible when bailing out of the building they set on fire. Which, of course, as someone mentioned in the chat, when you've got that, they're going to want as much money as they can because they're most likely going to be going to be facing legal actions. Both in the sexual harassment that's going on, employee damages, mismanagement of the company, drop in stock prices, 
or just, you know, general sexual harassment allegations, which I think I might have mentioned before, but I wanted to say again. Bobby Kotick's got a, got a long, busy life ahead. Two years of getting the company ready to be acquired. A year of getting all the le- legal stuff s- settled out to make sure that all the taxes are spent on his massive growth in uh, income there for a year. Want to make sure he keeps as much of that close to probably a billion dollars as he can. Probably only end up with four hundred million by the time all is said and done, and then try to protect the remaining four hundred million from uh, being uh, sued out of his hands. All in all, though, if you are a uh, not a fan of Bobby Kotick like I am, um, you're a little disappointed because it's most likely going to be that uh, he gets out of this whole mess. After everything he's done, after all of the sexual harassment him he has done, after the threatening of women he's done, after all of the heinous things we've seen and heard about, and the mismanagement of all these properties, the death, basically the almost complete death of the Warcraft franchise, Starcraft being pushed into obscurity, and a lot of this just awful behavior that was allowed to happen under his watch. He's going to be walking out of this with a very, very sizable amount of money, way more than he deserves for mismanaging a company this badly. I know a couple of people are are saying, oh, Bobby Kotick's not going anywhere. Why would he go anywhere? Dude, they're going to keep him around. Look at all the money he's turned up. Look at all the problems he's caused. Making money in the short term is easy. Making money in the long term and keeping that money train rolling, that is what people really care about. And on that front, Bobby's luck is finally running out. Trust me, he's going to bail. He is going to be out of Activision Blizzard before you know it. And he needs to be. If there is any hope for Activision Blizzard. Pretty much the entire previous board of directors, including the CEO, needs to be gone. They need to be out of there. Now, what does Microsoft have planned? I don't know. I'd say there's a decent chance considering the fact that uh, the way Microsoft operates is very different to say the least. 
Microsoft has a tendency when it comes to gaming of just letting the studios operate on their own. In this case with Activision Blizzard, I don't think they can let that happen. I think they have to go ahead, install their own people, and try to direct everyone back in the correct direction. Current teams, I think they're going to finally feel the heat and the pressure. Because let's be honest, Mixer should have taught everyone a lesson about Microsoft. For those who don't remember, Mixer, originally known as Beam.TV, was a streaming competitor to Twitch and actually showed some promise of going somewhere. It always had a little bit of jank, but uh, Microsoft bought it, put some people in charge of it to try and make it, I'm sorry, Beam.Pro, my bad. It was Mixer.TV. Thank you for correcting me, chat. They put their own team in charge of it, and uh, that team mismanaged Beam. And when uh, when the higher upset, it was Mixer.com. Okay. Regardless, it's Mixer.nothing now, because after the team mismanaged it and spent a whole lot of money to try and get some talent to try and bring more viewers in, uh, after that visibly failed... Microsoft yanked the plug. Mixer sends a very important message. It's saying that this current Microsoft gaming team is not afraid to cut their losses and wash their hands of a failed project. So, Diablo Immortal, if that doesn't do well, it would not surprise me at all if support for that game ends very, very early. Warcraft 3 Reforged, it would not surprise me at all with how badly it's been doing if current team cannot fix it. It'll just go away. Someone in chat asked the very important question that I asked a while ago. Why'd they change the name to Mixer? It sounds like a grinder competitor. It really does. It does sound like the kind of, uh, the kind of app name you'd expect for a dating app. I mean, Beam didn't make much sense either. But Beam was at least better than Mixer. Ah, well. Again, dead now. Lol. But getting back to my point. What would happen if World of Warcraft was put under the same magnifying glass and inspecting eye that was put under mixer
would World of Warcraft make the cut? Would Overwatch 2 and its current developer hell status make the cut? Or would Overwatch 2 just be killed in favor of just updating Overwatch that is actually currently successful? These are all things to think about, but keep in mind... We have uh, almost two years to ponder them. Here's what I think needs to happen in the case of World of Warcraft. World of Warcraft desperately needs a new game director. And it desperately needs a new writer. Possibly a whole different writing team. Because for a gaming franchise like Warcraft that used to be one of the best storytelling fantasy games out there to be putting out the hot garbage that they are right now is inexcusable. And the fact that that their current WoW team is able to go on camera and try to pitch and sell their 9.2 patch with a straight face says volumes about the state that team is in who by the way blatantly ripped off an entire zone from Final Fantasy 14's newest expansion and then did it poorly What about Call of Duty? Will Call of Duty end up becoming an Xbox exclusive? Right now they said it won't. I think it's only a matter of time until it does. Don't you? Now, personally, I would say World of Warcraft in its current state should just die. I think the current team should roll out their last plans they have. And then another team should be working on a new engine for a World of Warcraft engine and just basically hard reboot. And if they can, try to let the save data transfer over. That's what I think should happen. You don't have to try and be all super super fancy like uh yoshi p was with uh, a realm reborn in final fantasy 14 you don't have to do that 
but the old engine is clearly holding them back. And more importantly, their current team just can't write a story to save their lives. And what's worse is that they're trying to. So, that's the the story of Activision being bought by Microsoft. It can still be blocked. If it does, then um, I'll say this much. If the deal gets blocked and Microsoft is not allowed to buy Activision Blizzard... I think that entire studio and every single game dies a slow, painful death. That's just all there is to it. And on one hand, that does mean that, uh, oh, actually, no, I take that back. The King side of things will go on strong because, holy cow, Supercell and Candy Crush just go ahead and just print money. And I hate the fact that they print money so efficiently. (sighs) So maybe King keeps everything else afloat. Call of Duty, of course, will just keep cranking out games, all of which being just kind of mediocre all of which still making record sales because they just do what the bare minimum of what's necessary. But hey, it's the most profitable. Everything's still going to be the, the, still going to make them money hand over fist. Well, what else can you do? Now, I would—I actually planned on reading the letter from Bobby Kotick to his entire team, but uh, let's be perfectly honest. Do you really want to hear the dreck that Bobby Kotick went and told to his entire team, or do you rather hear more other interesting stories? It's going to be filled with exactly what you think it's going to be. Oh, I've done such a great job leading this team through, even though all, all, all Kotick has done was do everything in his power to maximize profits and cut costs to a bare minimum to the point of coming at the cost of the quality of the games themselves. Keeping costs low is an important part of business. Don't misunderstand me. I'm well aware of that as a business owner myself. But you can't go ahead and be treating your employees the way you have been 
and then just not expecting the quality of the games to just suffer. It's just that finally, finally, the love and support, the bank of goodwill that Blizzard had, it's running empty now. But of course, Bobby Kotick doesn't care. Because Bobby Kotick got paid. Bobby Kotick and his cronies on the board all got their payday. I guess the other question then also is involving the situation with the employees and also the unionization being threatened within Activision Blizzard. I think the employees... I I don't know as far as what the employees should do. Before the acquisition, I would say bail. You're on a sinking ship. Don't bother staying. Just bail. I know you love the games you work on. But at some point, you got to look at yourself. Your love for the Warcraft universe cannot come at your own personal well-being and your sanity. And what has been going on in these places and also the mismanagement of these employees being relocated and then fired and terminated as a cost reduction is just completely unfair. And under the old management, I would 100% say that a union is needed. Now, though, you have a second chance with Microsoft coming in. But of course, those changes aren't going to come for at least a year. In the meantime, you have the old guard trying to prep everything for the new order. And the unfortunate thing is that trying to go ahead and unionize now would jeopardize the deal. I would say if the employees unionize, it now could be the worst thing for the company. Because that could put the deal in jeopardy, which would then just give the last line, the last hope this company had of staying afloat, make it vanish. That being said, I don't know why you'd stay. If I was in that situation, if I was a developer for a game like that, and I was dealing with with the whole problem, with, with this whole harassment and everything, unless conditions have drastically improved, 
because that's the thing we don't know how much they've improved lately after the audits after the investigation after this entire prepping if things have improved in there and you feel you can safely work for a year and want to see how things go under microsoft's rule i'd say go for it but if things haven't improved bail I wouldn't even try try to try to go for unionization. I would just bail. Bail, find another studio. Lord knows there are tons of studios right now trying to find good developers. Just as long as you're not the writer from World of Warcraft. If you are the writer from World of Warcraft, uh maybe not include that on your resume. Yeah, exactly. Get a raise while you're at it. I guarantee you, you leave Blizzard right now, you'd get a raise. Any other place is going to hire you at way more than Blizzard was, that's for sure. The only reason to stay at Activision Blizzard was because you were passionate about the game. This is the only reason. It's either that you're a perverted scumbag who kept getting away with being a perverted scumbag. I guess that would be the other reason to stay at Activision Blizzard. But then you're a perverted scumbag. So, I mean, I, I already want you to kick you in the nuts anyway. Since, you know, you're part of the problem. Then again, if you were in that category anyway, you know your days are numbered regardless. Needless to say... We are going to be keeping a very, very close eye on how the deal progresses with Activision Blizzard. You know what I'd actually love to see? Here's what I'd love to see. I'd love to see the FTC block the deal, tell Blizzard they need to sell off a chunk of their company, and Activision Blizzard just cuts ties with King Games and just lets that cancerous problem company go off to go off to some other sucker that wants to go ahead and just be the owner of a cancerous mobile game company. I I personally feel the further away King Games is from any actual company like Sony or Microsoft or Nintendo, the better. In fact, I'd really, I'd, the best case scenario somehow would be if the entire King Games division just gets dissolved and every single one of the games involved with King Games is destroyed. That would be the absolute best case scenario, but I don't think I'm that lucky. So there we go. That is my entire take on the Activision Blizzard situation. I am curious, though, what are other people's thoughts? I have heard a lot from pretty much everyone who does gaming news on YouTube or pretty much anywhere for that fact over the week. And um, a lot of them still I was I was actually stunned at the number of people. Who couldn't figure out. That they're going to get rid of Bobby Kotick. He's going to be gone. I'm just saying. We're going to take a break here. 
when we come back more news about microsoft as well as the mega fab Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Almost knocked down my water bottle. Almost, but not quite. Microsoft has officially discontinued the Xbox One. Or the X-Bone, as everyone has called it, because they just wanted to bone an Xbox or something. I don't know. I I don't understand uh, the Xbox console player scene is how everything on... The Xbox console, you can just get it. Go ahead and get on a PC. I also love the fact that there's like one little thing I can do, and all of a sudden, the screen on the st- on the stream turns into your computer is on. Just in case you need to know, your computer is on. The device you're listening to this podcast to is on but yeah no surprise the xbox one is officially discontinued while at the same time sony is manufacturing the ps4 still because they cannot get their supply chain in order the xbox series series has been more in stock lately so at least on the xbox side of things the chip shortage is ending for them until cryptocurrency miners find a way to hack the Xbox and use it to mine Ethereum. Half of you laughed at me and the other half of you just shuddered in fear. And some of you just straight up just said it's called developer mode. They're going to find a way. And then all the Xboxes will vanish. And all of those mini fridges will be put into racks. Real talk, though. Rack mounting a whole bunch of Xbox Series Xs. That would actually not be all that hard actually you know, I'm trying to think where the uh the plug is I want to say it's on the back near the air intake but otherwise everything else you just use the wi-fi hmm I should not give anyone any ideas Speaking of cryptocurrency miners, let's talk about Twitter and their absolutely genius move of supporting NFT avatars. All right. Now, get this. All right. All right. Let's say you have this amazing picture that you spent a metric ton of money on, all right? You now own the rights to it because this NFT says you do. Let's ignore 
the actual facts of it, but let's then say, but just let's just you, you you own this, all right? You want it to be your profile picture, but those nasty people trying to tell you how reality works and copy and paste your avatar back to you to show you that you don't that's no nowhere near as uh, foolproof as you think it is. Ah, uh, but don't worry, Twitter is gonna let you go ahead and showcase your NFT in a fashions let everyone knows you have an nft by linking up your crypto wallet to your twitter account you will go ahead and be able to have your avatar in a hexagon instead of a circle so everyone now knows when they see your your picture that that's an NFT and that you have status in the world because you have that NFT. All for the low, low cr- price of $3 a month to Twitter because it's a Twitter blue function only. Now, you want a hot take? You want a hot take? Here is the hottest take you're ever going to get out of me. The hottest. I love this feature. I think this is the best thing Twitter has ever done. This is hands down, without a doubt, the period, best period Feature period ever period that Twitter has ever launched. No exceptions. This is even better than the like button. Because thanks to this feature, not only is Twitter paying their bills using the power of naive idiots but I now know exactly the kind of person when I get into a Twitter argument with someone if I if I get into an argument on Twitter with anyone with a hexagon picture I know that they can't help it I now know they're two cans short of a six pack Oh, you're not a terrible, horrible, horrible person. You're, you just support NFTs. Oh, it's okay. It's okay to have the wrong thoughts. Now I know. Now I know exactly who to look out for. It's perfect. This is, I'm telling you. This is the best thing Twitter has ever done. Dude, we wanted the ability to edit tweets. We wanted the ability to have a dislike button. No, this is the best feature ever. Congrats, Twitter. Congrats. I love this feature. I also love the fact that already someone has made a tool 
that will automatically mute everyone on your account who has a hexagon. We've done it! <laughs> we have found the easiest way to round them all up, put them in their own bubble, and shove them into the closet, never to look at them again! Tell me I'm wrong! This is the best thing ever! It's freaking genius! I love it. Thank you, Twitter. This is the best birthday present I could have ever gotten. Five months before my actual birthday. Thank you. Thank you so much. And to everyone who hates this feature, uh, please listen to the previous eight minutes of this segment. Trust me. I'm not wrong. See, I, I told you it was a hot take. Actually being supportive of an NFT feature solely so I can be absolutely more anti-NFT. Speaking of problems in the world, Intel is making a giant mega fab in Ohio. This Mega Fab will end up being one of the world's largest silicon chip plants in the world and is estimated to cost 100 billion dollars to create. So this is it, right? This is it. The chip shortage is over, guys. There's going to be a mega fab and everything's going to be happy and sunshine and rainbows and puppies and unicorns and everything's going to be great and fantastic. Operations will be starting in 2025. It's okay. It's okay. We we waited sixty nine years. We 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 can wait another four. For, for for our chips to come back. We can wait another four years. For the wait, how long was 2021 again? One year! We've only been dealing with this nonsense for a year. We have to deal with four more years of this nonsense. <laughs> Someone says it was too... No, because the chip shortage didn't really happen until, like, the last month of 2022. Like, think about that for a second. We've been dealing with the chip shortage a bit, but it really didn't finally hit 
until winter of 2022. The chip shortage started in summer. But of course, we weren't allowed to go outside or buy anything. But it wasn't until winter. It wasn't until winter that we started seeing the shortage of NVIDIA GPUs, until we started seeing the shortage of PlayStation 5s and Xbox Series series when they launched. That's when we started seeing it. This chip shortage has only been going on for a little more than over a year. And Intel's not going to bring an end on it until 2025. Now, in all fairness, TSMC has been building their own fabs as well, as well as Samsung and um, other fabricators as well. There is hope for possibly even later this year for the chip shortage to end. I mean, heck, the Xbox Series series has gotten back in stock recently. All good stuff. But GPUs, still non-existent. Hopefully this massive dip in... uh, Cryptocurrency prices will bring an end to that. I'm really, really hoping. But, you know, I can hope, but let's be honest, it probably won't. And you know it's not going to help? This other nightmare story. Intel is building two different generations of Bitcoin ASICs. Which will be hashing at 137 gigahashes a second at 2.5 watts. Which is, first off, very impressive. A very efficient ASIC miner. But also at the same time, no! Not you too. We can't even get cars right now because there's not enough chips. We don't need to make Bitcoin ASICs. I just, I just can't even. So that's not helping anything anytime soon. By the way, great news. Thanks to YouTube engineering lunatic Der Bauer, who I have most likely mispronounced, although maybe I pronounced it correctly this time. I'm never sure entirely because, spoiler alert, not German. He has found a way to overclock the Unoverclockable. So now you too can go ahead 
and take a non-K Alder Lake CPU and make it run super, super hot for a performance increase of 5%. Is it worth it? Probably not. Is it cool as heck though? Yes. Is this very Derbauer? Yes. Very, very Derbauer, who I am being told I have mispronounced again. To which I already apologized, but I'll do it again. You know who should apologize though? AMD. AMD has launched the Radeon RX 6500 XT GPU and um, I didn't think it was possible for a GPU launch to tick me off, but uh, this did it. The RX 6500 XT um, is a GPU that performs the same as the Radeon 580, which, by the way, is the same card as the 480, which probably is the same as another card already. And it consumes almost the exact same amount of power, a little bit less, but you still need a six-pin adapter, so you're not going to be able to stuff it into a small form factor case. It uses basically a laptop-sized die, which I'd be okay with if you could fit it into one of those half-fight cases, which is basically the only way you can get a modern computer nowadays, is an off-lease optiplex. And somehow, the card is actually even worse than the 580 because it's missing key encoders because it's such a stripped-down GPU, Oh, and by the way, it only has two video outs. People who are watching the live stream at twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon would find that as I'm scrolling through to find pictures of the card, no one is showing the video outs because it's only one display port and one HDMI. That's it. That's literally it. Even the 580 had two DVIs, a display port, and an HDMI. Even though you can only support th- maximum three screens. This only supports two. No word yet if you can go ahead and split the one display port into two screens like you can on most display port cards. But, you know, somehow, somehow, considering the fact that everything else about this card offends me, it would not surprise me at all if that one display port somehow only supports one. <laughs> Someone in chat says, you can, it's part of the spec. And you know, with how much this card just wanted to go ahead and cut corners. Somehow it would not surprise me if the sp- if it disobeyed the spec. By the way, for bonus points, uh, this card, which only has four gigs of RAM, when it launched, AMD d- deleted a blog post 
about how they talked about you really need more than four gigabytes of memory on your video card for modern gaming. Yeah. Oh, and probably my favorite insult of all. It is not uncommon at all for older cards or lower end cards, I should say, to only run electrically to some of the traces. I was going to say this card I'm holding in my hand, this uh, this old Radeon uh, 5130 only has traces to 8x, but actually I was wrong. This little half-height card I'm holding in my hand actually does use all 16 of the traces. It It is a full 16x card. The 6500 XT, on the other hand, only has four of the 16 PCI Express traces lined. Now, on paper, this is actually fine. Before you see, most GPUs only use eight GPU or eight uh, PCI Express lanes on PCI Express Gen 3. So going ahead and using four lanes on PCI Express Gen 4, should theoretically come out to about the same bandwidth. But if you use it on a PCI Express Gen 3 board, um, get ready for a huge performance increase. A performance increase so bad, you actually might be better off, well, not with this card. You, you ne never use this card I'm using in my hand. Don't, don't go out and get a 5130 Heck, um, to put in perspective, this card I'm holding my hand, it sells for 20 bucks after the GPU market inflation. You're more better off with actually something like my GTX 780 with how bad of a, of a performance decrease it is. Did I say increase? No, it's all decrease. Nothing is increased with this card. Everything is bad. I think probably my favorite line out of the tech reviewers when it came to this card was I wanted to be insulted today, but I didn't feel like looking at internet comments. So I think I'll just take apart the RX 6500 XT instead. I gotta say, Steve from Gamers Nexus, who that quote is from, has gotten much wittier lately, and I love it. We need more snark in the hardware space. Yeah. Just. Just, yeah. The MSRP on that card is $200. Of course, it sells for more, and... uh Yeah, even at $200, that card's a ripoff. So whatever the heck you're going to find it at right now is even more of a ripoff. I mean, here's the sad truth. 
if you're a PC gamer, whatever GPU you have in your rig right now is better than what you can get on the market. That is the sad, sad truth. That is just how the GPU market is right now. It is absolutely insulting. Last story before we get to the break. Samsung is showing, has finally shown off its new Exynos 2200 SoC with an AMD GPU in it with ray tracing for mobile devices. Yeah, that's basically all they told us to. I mean, it's it's kind of funny how Samsung put out this announcement and then told basically nothing about what this chip can do. We have this new we have this new we have this new SOC. What's unique about it? It has AMD graphics in it. Oh, sweet! How well is the how is the mobile graphic performance? All we know, it's a 4 nanometer part. It has a number of CPU cores, a GPU core of unknown performance, an AI engine. It supports 5G and everything else you'd expect from a mobile chip. Everything else is just meaningless numbers because there's no demonstrations or actual usable information about the SOC at all. So you know what that tells me? And I know it's really sad. It tells me the chip sucks. Or they can't make enough of it to actually go into a real product yet. Or both. Someone in chat says, yeah, it sucks. Power. That is one detail we don't have. They did not mention the TDP of this chip at all or anything about its power efficiency. Other than the fact we have four efficiency cores and how many performance cores? One single big performance core and uh... wait, is that it? It's only five CPU cores? Four efficiency, one high power and the efficiency just clocks all the way up to 2.9? How much heat is this chip going to put out? Is the next Samsung phone going to require to operate in an ice bath? Oh boy. Oh boy. We're going to take our last break here. When we come back, I have the most bizarre stories to share. Trust me. You do not want to miss these. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you. 
Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. We got really distracted during the break with uh, this headline. I am just going to read the headline and the subheadline, and you need to let that sink in. FedEx wants to equip cargo aircraft with anti-missile lasers. That's the headline. Subheadline, the FAA might be open to the idea. What in the heck is are FedEx airplanes encountering that they're in danger of missiles? Are there airport pirates? Have the frickin' Sky Pirates from Final Fantasy XII moved to hijacking FedEx airplanes? What the heck, man? What's going on? Is frickin' Ball Fear going around with Fran hijacking FedEx planes? What is happening? It's the dog. Someone in chat says it's the dogs. First they hunt postmen. Now they hunt their planes. Unreal. Oh man, it, it is just. I just can't even. Th this headline alone just makes you just can't even. Like, how would you? How even would you do this? But of course, that's not the last burb. That's not the weirdest story of the week. It's up there, but it's not the weirdest. No, I can top it. With this wonderful gem. of a zoom bomb ladies and gentlemen Tifa Lockhart appeared in an Italian meeting of the I want to say the parliament as someone popped in on the zoom meeting and just started playing an animated 34 second video of Final Fantasy 7 smut just straight up cloud banging Tifa animated pornography and you know what's better not only did the whole video play but the prankster began looking for other things to play because the people involved with it couldn't figure out how to boot him fast enough 
And of course, it was all doable because being a public meeting, they wanted to make sure that the people could see their representatives representing them in a meeting of what is the parliament body that, that, that they call themselves? Oh, it's actually Italy's parliament. So they published the, the room key. Someone in chat says Zoom meeting, easily hackable. It's even more hackable when you publish the key. It wasn't even a hack. He had just entered. Oh, and you know what's even better? You know what's even better. There's one part of this that makes this so much better. How many of you are familiar with the channel C-SPAN? C-SPAN, for those of you who are unaware, is a channel here in the United States that basically all it does is just broadcast uninterrupted, unedited, uncommentated what goes on in the chambers of the Congress and Senate. Well, this concept is not unique to the United States. Italy has this too. Which was also broadcasting. Final Fantasy VII smut the exact same video because they just went ahead and broadcast the entire Zoom meeting. I mean, the responsible adult in me has to say, uh, do not do this under any circumstances. Y you pranksters are horrible pranksters. I can't believe you did this. And then the old school 4chan troll in me just has to go, my God. My God. What mad freaking lads. Amazing. Absolutely freaking amazing. Bravo. I can't believe you got away with it. I can't believe you managed to do it this freaking well. Amazing. Simply amazing. <laughs> it's been a couple of days and I still can't believe it actually happened. It's just, it's just nuts. I don't know if any retaliation has happened against the prankster that uh, that pulled it, that uh, went ahead and pulled this off. But um, the actual animator who uh, who made the video, <laughs> the the biggest response that we've gotten out of him is, "I feel honored." when uh retweeting to video of the moment so of course what do you think happened after this i mean only two things could have happened 
Either A, this story just vanishes into internet obscurity, or B, every other not safe for work artist in existence goes ahead and makes fan art of the moment, basically going ahead and and making very lewd pictures of Cloud and Tifa, either doing either with some form of Italian clothing, Italian flags, or Italian hand signs in the art. So obviously option A happened, right? Right? No, of course! Option B was what happened! It is now absolutely 100% a meme. And it is still going at this time. I actually don't know if there's been any that has been created in the artist's discord that i'm actually in i don't think anyone there has actively made their own but i know they've been sharing some of it and it has been uh it has been absolutely hilarious that's 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 all i'll say on the matter but you notice something about me reporting this story this is also not the last burb This is not the weirdest story of the week. It was gonna be the la- the 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 last burb story, but someone at the last minute led me onto an article that topped this. I don't know how, but it topped this. But before I get to that, because I re- just look at the clock and realize I have a bunch of time to fill. Um, I want to talk for a brief moment about uh, Lenovo uh, locking Ryzen-based AMD systems. Yeah. Getting off on the, the weird and funny for a moment, here's a weird and funny joke from Lenovo. If it has an AMD chip in it, You cannot replace the CPU. If you do, the system will lock up on boot if it detects a new CPU being put in. Wow. Thanks, Lenovo. Thanks for that. Now, Lenovo claims this is for security reasons. Yes, security reasons. Zone in chat says, has this reported like a year ago? Oh, no, 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 no. A year ago, it was just on certain servers. Now, Lenovo is doing it on all their PCs. All their AMD PCs. Now, Someone in chat also said that Dell does the same thing. I don't know if Dell does the same thing. I would not doubt it if Dell does the same thing. I do know on my Dell servers, it doesn't have this feature. And I have some fairly new Dell servers.
Now, the one thing that actually really hurts about this, and you just say, oh, what's the big deal? New, new PCs, you're just gonna be keeping the same CPU in there, what's the big deal? As someone who has gone ahead and taken lots upon lots upon lots of off-lease systems and refurbishing them and reselling them and giving these machines a second life and for some reason my story just refreshed without my without my consent that's kind of weird i kind of expected better from serve the home huh but yeah if i go ahead and i buy say an entire lot of core i3 desktops and i want to go ahead and sell them to the average people so that they can go ahead and have a cheap you know 150 dollar pc i have no hope of upgrading those cpus even if i get like another lot of say i said i3 but uh our, uh what whatever the i3 equivalent is from amd my brain can't think of their numbering system right now what is it, R- R3 that they use? If I want to upgrade to like an R5 or something like that, I can't. It'd be locked up. Unless I go ahead and find the secret tool that uh, that AMD used or that uh, Lenovo used to go ahead and lock up the BIOS for that. I really, really do hope that this feature does vanish. And it is a vanish very, very quickly. In other news, um, one of the developers of a Wordle app that uh, was a... And by the way, when I say Wordle app, I mean uh, a mobile game called Wordle but isn't associated to the Wordle browser game. Found out that uh, thousands of people, and by thousands, I mean, actually a lot more, but tons and tons of people have been donating, have been uh, purchasing his game, thinking it's the Wordle app from modern times. Well, he has decided to go ahead and... uh, do a good thing he decided to go ahead and say all of his profits that were generated from people downloading his app by mistake are being donated to charity saying quote i built an app called wordle when i was 18 mostly for fun to sharpen my coding skills with a z and maybe make a quick buck i did It didn't quite take off like my previous app, Grid, did. So after a few months and around 100,000 total downloads, I stopped updating and promoting the app. Its user growth slowly declined to one or two downloads a day for the past four years until a week ago when I saw, long in my bathroom, I was shocked what I saw.
I figured someone ran a bot script script and artificially sent downloads to the wrong app or something. But after a quick Google search, I realized I was very wrong. As it turns out, the very talented developer, Josh Wardle, created an amazing in-browser game called Wordle. Naturally, when people saw my in-app search for Wordle, lo and behold, those people came across my app, which conveniently was named Wordle. My Wordle app has gotten 200,000 downloads in the past seven days and has not been slowing down yet. I figured we could turn this very strange once-in-a-lifetime scenario and make it something amazing. Unfortunately, the article I have here does not say what he has donated his proceedings to directly. Oh, here we go. Ultimately, they they decide... I can't believe I missed that. Ultimately, they decide to donate the app proceeds to Boost West Oakland, a charity that provides free after-school tutoring to children in Oakland, California. I cannot believe it was staring me right in the face and I couldn't see it. Maybe it's because my brain was too fried after realizing that, holy cow, people were really that bad when managing a Zoom bot that's... A Zoom bomb for posting Final Fantasy VII smut. I still can't get over that! But I think it's time we get to it. Ladies and gentlemen, the actual last burb. The last story of the day. The weirdest story of the week. Ladies and gentlemen... I give you the latest tech startup in the world. Rival. Rival is an upcoming cryptocurrency based app that wants to go ahead and gamify suing people. Allowing people to go ahead and bet on the outcome of U.S. court cases using cryptocurrency. Ladies and gentlemen, if you weren't sure if the end of the world is upon us yet, here it is. The only way you could have made the U.S. court system even more of a joke than it already is perceived to be. Oh man, we were ta- we were talking about during the break the best way to bug out and just hide away from civilization. Man, you know what? Trying to go ahead and uh get into uh <laughs> trying to get get into some luxury RV and just bail out to the middle of nowhere civilization has been touched yet you know what all of a sudden not the worst idea at all folks that is going to do it for this episode of eagle eyes on tech thank you so much for listening and i encourage you check out the daily podcast the early burb briefing which you can find at anchor.fm slash early b-i-r-b briefing and you can also check out my twitch page twitch.tv slash eagle falcon where we co- where we cover all kinds 
of stuff and just have some fun riffing on good video game stories. Take care, and I hope you have a great day. Okay, real talk here. I know I know I know I normally use this last section here to go ahead and uh just make some funny witty comments, but um real talk here for a quick moment. I want this tech startup rival to take off. I want this to get as popular as possible for one reason and one reason only. I want as many states as possible and their district attorneys to sue this company out of freaking existence. Because holy cow, so many of these crypto bros really do need a harsh, cold dose of reality of you can't just avoid the law by just adding the word crypto in front of any illegal activity you want to do. I mean, heck, just look at crypto land. The other thing I hope gets sued into oblivion. <laughs>